Thanks for being here. 2.06 on your Wednesday, August 30th. School will be back in in no time unless you're in listening to me in Hamilton because I believe that there is for grade school students, public school students in Hamilton, a Tuesday is a professional development day. So PA day or PD day, whatever we're referring to them as now. So your kids are not going to be in school on Tuesday. Uh, yikes. I guess that is going to make uh, matters worse, but I guess it's good to know now so you can try and secure some sort of daycare or babysitter or whatever you have to do. Maybe you're working remotely again. So Stephen Lecce is continuing to try and uh, make sure that teachers remain in school this fall and that there's no disruptions this fall with uh, regard to work to rule or a possible strike. We already know that the ETFO has held a strike vote or has announced that they're going to hold a strike vote in the fall. I know the Catholic school teachers are going to be doing the same. Stephen Lecce on Monday held a press conference, and he said things are going well, at least with the, the high school union. Have a listen. To continue negotiating for a specific period of time and all remaining items after that time, would be sent to binding interest arbitration, ensuring continuity of learning and peace and stability and a positive health of your children. And so today we've asked our remaining teacher unions to meet with the government to reach a similar review uh, agreement to sign this deal that will keep our kids in school. Yeah, the uh, deal, the tentative agreement that they've signed with the Ontario Secondary uh, School Teachers Federation is that they will uh, negotiate till October 27th, and then after that, they'll go to binding arbitration. And now, it looks like the ETFO is saying, come on, can you try not to bully us? They're pushing back, and they're saying that the education minister is bullying teachers' unions into settling contracts through binding arbitration to avert strikes. Is the head of the ETFO. The Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario. I know what you're thinking. You just want your kids to be in school. Can this just be about the school year for our kids being uninterrupted? Can we get it done? Michael Zwagstra is a teacher, teaches in public high school in Manitoba, also is a senior fellow at the Fraser Institute. I was reading a really interesting piece that you wrote, Michael, because uh, you're joining the show right now. Thanks for being here in the Financial Post about um, what you say is really going on with the Ontario school teachers here and not to believe them when they say that Ontario schools are underfunded. Care to uh, weigh in on what you uh, you outlined in your column? Well, absolutely. And uh, the column summarizes some of the findings in a study that uh, several of us did at the Fraser Institute, uh, taking a look at Statistics Canada data uh, and looking at per student spending, how much is spent on public education per student in each province. And what we found is that from 2012 to 2012-2013 to 2020-21, which is the most recent data that Statistics Canada has, uh, spending has gone up per student higher than the rate of inflation. Across Canada, the average is 8.3%. In Ontario, it's 3% above the rate of inflation. And so over the period of the analysis, uh, spending on per student in public schools is up 3% above the rate of inflation. So this notion that public education is underfunded is just simply not the case. Overall spending is up above the rate of inflation. And let's talk about uh, the government's contributions to teachers' pensions. Well, absolutely. I mean, the contributions are significant and uh, uh, increased over that same time period by 
uh, more than 15%, which is a, a, above the rate of inflation, not 15% above the rate of inflation, but 15% overall, which is higher than what the rate of inflation was during that time, because at that time it was about 11% total inflation. Mm-hmm. And fringe benefits, that includes, for example, health insurance packages, drug plans, sick days, that increased by 47.5% over that time period. And so uh, spending is significant, and uh, it continues to grow uh, across Canada, including in Ontario. It's interesting because every time we have the education minister on, he will outline and bang the drum on, we are spending more than we ever have before in Ontario. You get a teacher on or someone from the teachers' union, they're like, that's just absolutely absurd. We're in trouble. We need more money. So, uh, you know, where do, I guess we have to go with the data. We have to go with the actual numbers. And yeah. what's interesting is that, this is, not every province is spending more per student. In Saskatchewan and Alberta, when you take inflation to account, uh, spending has actually gone down. That's largely because their enrollment has jumped up dramatically and the spending hasn't kept pace with that. But in provinces with more stable enrollment uh, in the public system, such as Ontario, uh, the spending per student is definitely up. Every time, you know, we get into teachers negotiation, and I know there's teachers listening right now, and I know they have a hard job. They also get, um, I think, well um, paid for what they do and for how long they do it throughout the year. They get some downtime through the summer where they can rest and recharge, where a lot of people that work stressful jobs already and as well do not get that downtime. Whenever we talk about this, I think, uh, you know, hackles go up and people feel um, really divided on, um, on, you know, exactly what's at the heart of the problem and why we can't just negotiate every year and come up with a with a contract. I think they like to to pick sides and I get it. Uh but we have to make sure the kids are in school this year and for the whole school year because they've had some interrupted learning through the pandemic. You're recommending and the data shows that you know every time we raise you know teacher salaries and such it's kind of like unsustainable. It, it becomes yep. really expensive for the taxpayer. You actually have a solve. You think that Ontario should follow uh, Quebec and and some Western provinces in, in to uh, in order to save money. What's the fix? Well, one of the things you do is you make it easier for parents to, enro- if they choose, to enroll their kids in independent schools, and then the money follows the student. Private schools uh, in in Quebec and the Western provinces. Uh, there's a portion of funding that will follow the student to independent schools as long as they're approved by the province. And what that does is that creates pressure on the public system that, okay, we can, we have to, there's a little bit of competition here. The parents have another option. And one of the appeals of independent schools is that their teachers typically aren't going on strike. Um, I will just add as well that uh, I am a public high school teacher yeah. in, in Manitoba and in Manitoba, we don't have teacher strikes because everything is settled by binding arbitration. This notion that binding arbitration undermines you know, teacher salaries and their rights and all that is ridiculous. Teacher salaries in Manitoba are very comparable to everywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. We haven't had strikes since the 1950s because the union at that time actually gave up the right to strike, which was a good move. So I fully agree with the education minister that binding arbitration is a sensible way to go. And the Elementary Teachers Federation is completely off base in opposing binding arbitration. Do you think using a word like bullying is going to hurt them or help them? I think it makes them lose credibility. The teachers unions in Ontario go on strike and oppose every government that's ever in power. It doesn't matter whether it's NDP, liberal or conservative. Uh, Ontario is just the hostility 
that teachers unions historically have had for governments of every stripe is just not healthy. And this constant threat mm. of strikes uh, is detrimental to students and parents. And this, it needs to end. It is entirely possible to have fair compensation for teachers without strikes. We see it here in Manitoba. We see it in other provinces where you, you, you don't have nearly, nearly as many strikes and where you have other options for parents. So you do not need to be held hostage by strike threats. There is, there are defi- there is definitely a better path forward. Yeah, let me ask you this. Do you find as well that the morale for teachers is, is great out West? Because the morale here, it's low. And I have a feeling, you know, talking to my friends and people that I know that have a career in teaching, I feel like because there's always this, you know, uncertainty every three years at contract negotiations and there's always this, you know, let's let's rally the troops in an us or them situation. It actually is horrible for morale. Yeah, I got into education because I want to teach students. I didn't get into education because I wanted to be a cog in the labor movement. Like there's there, there are too many union leaders you know, who seem to have this idea that the main thing we should do as teachers is help the broader labor movement by going on strike. I've actually seen, because I follow a bunch of these uh, teachers on Twitter, them saying we're against binding arbitration, even though we acknowledge it's probably going to get us a better deal than what we would get by striking because we don't want to weaken the overall labor movement. That is stupid. That's ridiculous. Uh, Kids need to be in class. Teachers need to be in class. There's an obvious solution here in the short term, which is the binding arbitration method. And then in the long term, having other options for parents so it's easier to choose to choose independent schools if they want. Those are all reasonable things that need to happen. I'm so happy that you came on. Thanks so much for being uh, straightforward with us. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. You have a great day. Michael Zagstra, Zwagstra, rather, is a teacher in a public school in Manitoba. He's a teacher. That's a teacher talking like that, everybody, and a senior fellow at the Fraser Institute. It's kind of refreshing, isn't it?